0: Oh!
1: heads just a moment in a word of prayer our heavenly father we thank thee tonight for this another gathering together and how that by the amazing grace of our lord jesus christ you've kept us through the toils and dangers of the day and has presented us here again in this church tonight to worship thee in the beauty of the old-fashioned way of worship in the spirit and truth we thank thee for these things And now, Lord, we humbly submit ourselves unto Thee, praying that by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus that ever sin will be remitted, ever all of our iniquities under the blood. And the Holy Spirit may have the right of way tonight perfectly in every heart, in such a way that when we leave, we'll say, like those who came from Emmaus, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us along the way? For we asked it in his name... Amen. <clears throat> Good evening, friends. It's a very great pleasure for me to be here back again tonight. It's the Tuesday night of the of the meeting in Chicago. And this great rally that Brother Jose, the Philadelphian church, is having here in a convention. He spoke for me to come about a year ago. To be sure to meet at this convention He was standing there a few moments ago When we were having some pictures taken Perhaps for his magazine that, And he was telling me about the ministers today Talking about last night's meeting The phenomenal of how the Holy Spirit Is moving in this day Kind of changed my mind About some things I wanted to speak about Maybe I'll just talk about that for a few moments And uh, you know after all eh, The ministers are the shepherds of the flock that, that's right And if they can just uh, You get in a group I've went to places Many times Where you get uh, Preachers that was suspicious I tell you You just might as well go home Because the meeting's ruined But when you get them When they're in one accord And everybody Then I tell you It's nothing sweeter on earth Get the shepherds Well they've got a right To be suspicious You see They feed the sheep The flock And I don't blame them If I was suspicious I'd I'd say I was, and so I I don't blame them. They're the shepherds of the flock, and God bless them, is my prayer, is to be sure that they know what they're talking about, for we're living in a day when the sheep could be eating garbage, you know, and have to watch what you're giving them. Give them the true word. That's right. That's what this got more vitamins than all the drugstores has in the city, the real word of the living God. Now. We're happy. Uh, last evening, I was was with a friend of mine to come over after the services about services and, uh, for another place at another convention, and I just had a call, and I'm supposed to be somewhere way up some eastern state. And I'm in the most places for any person I ever seen. The other day, there was a lady called my wife and from a certain city and said. Sister Branham said, is, is something happened to Brother Branham? She said, Not as I know of why. Said, Well, said, He's supposed to have been here. This is the third night, so we're all waiting. And she said, What? Said, Yes, yeah, said the <clears throat> pastor of this church, this lady pastor here, said, She was talking to him last night and said, It's been advertised here in the papers and everything. Said he's supposed to be here. And so the She said, Well, I'm sorry, he's been in Germany for two weeks. I he's not <laughs> know nothing about it. And you know, that hurts me awfully bad. I don't want you all to think hard of me for those things. Uh, a friend last night, that's what he was riding me over the coals about, said, You don't keep your promises. Well, that's a hard thing. And I, I there's much of it is my fault, I, I suppose. And, uh, but there's, uh, uh that, there's some of it, it isn't my Heather? fault. Thank you. Uh, there's some of it, it isn't my fault. Because I've seen it Times where it'd be advertised at three or four different places. Let me give you just a little inside for a moment. Will you do that? How'd you like to be standing in your own home? Here's someone in this room saying, The Lord has told me, Brother Branham, That you're supposed to come to this place, at our place, Or he'll cut your ministry off. That's thus saith the Lord. Another one in this room saying, No, she's wrong. You're supposed to be over here for thus saith the Lord. Another one back in this room saying, No, they're both wrong. See? And how'd you like to fight up with that a while? <laughs> You don't want to be rude, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I, I tell you, it's a good thing you have a lot of patience sometimes. <laughs> and then some people write in and say, oh, Brother Brandon, we've already got the advertising out. The Lord said that you was going to be here. Well, if he did look like he'd have said something to me about it, you know. <laughs> but he, 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 I believe when he, but that's the way it makes it. What I really need is a paper of my own somewhere that would, that would really advertise the meetings. But friends, I'm not a businessman. How could I operate a paper? I haven't got hardly the intelligence to drive a car, let alone operate a paper. So I had one started one time and give it up, the voice of healing. So I just, wherever it comes out, you bear with me. I'm trying to do the best I can anyhow. So if you, if any meetings or anything, it'll, it'll be officially announced. It would be in this herald of faith here, Brother Joseph, because he always calls Mr. Moore. I don't make any arrangements for meetings. I work on its general orders, and it's so hard anyhow for me to, to have set meetings. I'm trying now my best, if God will help me, to, to kind of move off into another type of ministry, if I can, well, especially in America. And these signs and wonders that's been done, and the phenomenal, which is, as we've talked of, now for eight or ten years, it's swept across the nation. And everyone knows about it I'm asking our Lord If he'll just let me Just pray for his sick children And settle it at that Then I can make arrangements But this office Of this type friend Is a different office Than what you think it is I can't make arrangements For nothing Because I don't know What he's going to tell me And I can I've been right in the middle Of meetings Where this would be The the balcony Or would be the choir Almost And stop right after two days And take off somewhere else Because he told me to And I better do it you know what's happened many times because I didn't do it. So I must do it. Just And I can't set my meetings like Brother Roberts and Billy Graham and many of them who for two years ahead know just exactly where their meetings are going to be. If I make an itinerary like that, it's hard to tell what the Lord would do to me. I just have to go and, well, just, if I feel led to go somewhere, I, I ask him about it and he lets me go. I just take off, that's all. It has to be just in a short notice. And usually I call Brother Moore, anyone asking for dates or for meetings, and they call him and I work right through him then. And when I have a leading to go somewhere like if it would be at, uh, or some certain city, I'll call him up and say, what's the contact there, the Holy Spirit seems to be leading me that way. Well then he'll tell me, and then we get in contact with him. Then if we got time we put it in the paper, if we don't, well of course we can. Now I thought just a little bit each night, for the minister's sake, I'm sure the laity will bear with me on this. I've met a fine bunch of ministers in my life, and especially around Chicago here. Some of the finest men I've ever met has been uh, God's servants uh, around in this parts of the country, all parts of the country, throughout the world. And now that I'm trying hard to move off into evangelistic type of services just to preach and and just call the people up and pray for them, And, and many questions has been asked me many times concerning the The operation of the little gift that the Holy Spirit has given me, oh, there's no one can explain it, but each night I'm going to try to, if I can, if God willing, just before a short message, before we pray for the sick, to try to give you just a little idea. Now, tonight, I thought, last night I was speaking on the phenomenal of it coming down with the pictures and so forth. Now, tonight, I want to take just about 10 minutes on another version of it, and that is... I base it like this, that gifts and callings are without repentance. See, now you, uh, gifts are not given to people as they desire it. It's not him that runneth or him that willeth. It's God that showeth mercy, see, and gifts and callings are without repentance. Um, ministers can help because they're ministers. If they are really called of God, Paul said, woe unto me, if I preach not the gospel, they're ministers because, maybe not by desire, but because the Holy Ghost has called them to be ministers. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't desire my boy, either one of them, to be ministers if they just had to go away and get a lot of psychology and something like that and go out to make an act before people. I want them to go to the pulpit under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and preach because that they love the Lord Jesus, not a meal ticket, just a because they love the Lord and do it for what good it can be done for the kingdom of God. Outside of that, I, I wouldn't want them to be a, even a bishop or a, whatever he might be. I wouldn't desire it. And so now the question has many times come to me and even to my close associates when they tell me they don't think that. But yet there's many times the reason I don't meet so many people, I find out things when that are on me that I don't want to know, yeah. see i met ministers who patted me on the back and called me brother and I knowed right then that was wrong. I want to love them. I don't want to thank that. And when I know it, then I'd rather not know it. That's one reason I don't meet with people. Another thing, visions show and you find things that you don't want to know. I'd rather not know nothing about it. I love people. I just like getting my arms around everyone and, and I, I love them. And I want to thank the very highest and best. But sometimes there's little secrets that every one of us have in our lives and under them kind of times it cannot be And now One thing about One of the strange things That my close associates Has always thought Not all of them Certainly not But many people They can't understand Getting weak on the platform Why just a few times And you're gone I've had many men To tell me Brother Branham I believe you're stalling Well would I be a hypocrite Like that I'd walk out Of this platform tonight Yes sir No sir that's wrong Now I want to stay scripture Anything that's not scriptural I don't want nothing to do with it Now let's just take this for a moment And well, I'll try to explain that And what a vision is If you all so desire Would you give me that much time Just for a moment just, Thank you This is for ministers See they're having a, a convention here And I wish I could go to the convention In the daytime and talk with those men And I'd really enjoy that And I could learn lots from them And I don't know I'm sure I could but I can't do it in holding these type of meetings. Now a uh, vision is, um, I'm going to give you a little parable. Stand out here so I can see you real good. And uh, let's take it like this now, in a childlike form so everybody will understand. Now we're all little children and we're, you remember when we used to didn't have a dime to go to the carnival when he came to town and the circus? Sure we did. And uh, now gifts and colleagues are without repentance. We're all standing around a great big fence. The great big fence. On the inside of this fence is a great carnival or circus going on, all kind of animals and everything. And all of us little boys and girls are standing around there. And we want to uh, we do not know what's on the inside. Well, I have to be your tall brother. Now that don't make me any more of a brother. There's another brother, maybe by me, short and, spotty, and strong. If yes, there's a load to it. But I've got to stay taller than my brother. Now, uh, the first thing you know, way up there, almost to the top, there's a little hole in the, in the fence that you can look through. But my little short brother, he can't get up that high, but I can. Now, God made me tall. Now, I'm not tall because I want to be tall. Do you follow me? Amen. I'm tall because I was born to be tall. Amen. You're a preacher because you were born to be a preacher. God Amen. has said in the church, God has said in the church, first apostles. Amen. And apostle. I don't know why they ever desire, it yet they call it apostles. Apostles are missionaries. The same word, missionary, one thing. And first, missionaries, prophets, evangelists, teachers. God has said. God foreordained those things to be. And they're put in the church by God's foreknowledge. And um, then. Moses couldn't help being Moses, and uh, Jeremiah, God called him, before he's even formed in his mother's womb, said, I knew you, and sanctified you, and you a prophet to the nation. I have nothing to do with it. God does it. God has things. Well, now for a little bit, we're all standing. I have to be just a little bit taller than my brother. Now, he can lift the load that I can't lift, but I can see it's a little higher than he can see. see? Uh, maybe that's Brother Joseph and I. He, <laughs> He could preach, I I couldn't preach, and maybe I can see a thing where he'll never see. It. And I couldn't preach like that. And that's what about it me. It's all it's like a here in the house. One, I can prove to you that this night that there's supernatural voices coming through this room, but you can't see. You don't know, they switch on a radio somewhere. See if it you don't see it, there's no way for your senses to declare. But it's there. Well, it's a piece of metal Here's a tape recorder taking that voice, but that tape recorder can't pick up that voice until something, a crystal of some type, makes it positive to it. Is that right? That's right. Well, there's also the pictures, live pictures coming through this room. You know that? Turn the television on. That's right. Now, what if all the furniture in the house, some is television, some is radio, some is live box, and some is a, a Chesterfield, and some the Chesterfield, uh, some is the, this? All the furniture goes in the house. Well, then, one, the radio can pick up a voice, but it can't pick up the picture. The television can pick up the picture, but it can't be the ice box. See? We all have different parts.
2: God has put the plans
1: here in the house. Now, watch the television to say, I'll just not be television no more if I can't be the eye spot. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave but if we all just find our calling in God, it's a vibe
0: see? God knows
1: really how to use it. And we don't want to be jumping here and there. Be where God puts you. Be original. Be just what God wants you to do. Now, in this state, brother, my brothers and sisters stand around and said, Now, you look over and see what you can see. All right, I reach my big long, lengthy hands up and get a hold of my the boards, and I pull real hard on my toes up. Look and I say, I come back down my hard work. What'd you see? An elephant. You did? What else do you see? Well, I don't know. What I'm trying. And I go up the way up high and the a hold of again. I pull with all my might. Uh, look. When I come back down, what would you see? A giraffe. <laughs> now, that's like these visions on the platform. It's seen a vision. Now, it's a gift of God. Now, ministers, get this. It's a gift of God. Now, when Jesus was here on earth, he was the greatest gift they bought because he was God. God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. The fullness of God wealth in Jesus Christ. He had the Spirit without measure. The Bible says that. Now, in Him would be just like compared. I say like this: of all the water there is in the seas, that was the gift of God that was in Jesus Christ. Now, this little gift that's in His unprofitable server here is just a spoonful of water out of that ocean. Now, you know how much that spoonful of water would be the ocean? Nothing. But remember, the same chemicals that's in that spoon is in the whole ocean. It's just not enough much it. See? Now, God gives that gift to me by measure. He gives it to you by measure. He gives it to this man to preach by measure. He gives it to this man to sing by measure. But he gives it to Jesus without measure. Is it all God was in him? He was by manifest in the flesh. Now, But we are sons of God, like he was, but adopted sons of God, by his grace. For the death of Jesus, God's Son, brings us into relationship to God. Now then, God with his adopted sons, set in the church, some apostles, some teachers, some prophets, some evangelists, and so forth, down like that. Now, but there's small gifts. Now, we'll take whether Jesus got weak or not, with all that power in him. One day he was going along, and a woman touched his garment. And she, that was her point of contact. She believed him with all of her heart. And she ran off out of the audience somewhere. Jesus said, now who touched me? And the apostle said, why, Lord, who touched me? Well, I said, everybody's touched me. Why say somebody touched me? He said, but I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Is that true? Yeah. What does virtue mean? Scream, is that right? Yeah. I got weak. In other words, somebody touched me, I got weak. Now what did that woman do? That woman with her faith in Jesus Christ being the gift of God drew dividends on her faith from Him Is that right? Yes. Her faith operated God's gift in Jesus Christ Jesus didn't know the woman He didn't know the new testament. He wouldn't say he knew who touched, he, who touched, he, didn't who touched he didn't know it he said, I don't know nothing or do nothing, the Father showed the first that I go good. And this woman touched, and she draws from Jesus the very desire of her heart, because oh, she believed that he was the Emmanuel. And see, her faith, then he turned around and said, he looked, then when that virtue went out, he seen where this movie from, where the sweet come, where all, probably many more people there is tonight, he looked way back in the audience, and he said to her, thy faith has made me whole the body of God. See? Now she pulled out of Jesus what she desired out of God.
2: For bo- Jesus was God's representative, the body of God living here on earth. Now, to, uh, now that when
1: a, a person operated the gift of God. Now listen, it's not me that she's to be for you. I'm thinking of these services as Heart, and, and it's never been I have never been. I don't know nothing about it. It's your faith in God that says the same thing. It, it's a gift of God. I'm not God's gift. That light and, and angel, as you see the pictures of the scientific world, now all over the world, Germany, the United States, and everywhere, it's a picture of it. That's God's gift. I was born at the time that that gift was solidly given to me. But I couldn't do one thing with that gift, unless you believed it. It's your faith in what I'm telling you about Jesus Christ that draws evidence on what God has did for you in Jesus Christ. Do you see it? Now that's what makes me weak at the platform. That's why we have to pack me out. Do you see it scripturally now? See? It's you using God's gift. Not me, it's you. Now, every one of you, I just shut down on you. Say, I don't believe he's a hypocrite and I don't believe nothing of it. There could not be one thing done. God. Jesus went into a city and where he was born at. And he said, Many mighty words he could not do, he could not do because of their brethren They had to be healed. Watch the approach. Watch anyone. Look at that woman now he touched his garment and got healed. But look at the Roman soldier who put a rag around his face and hit him on the head and said, Now you're a prophesier. See this? tell us what he did. He didn't feel no virtue. Of well, course he didn't believe it in the first place. But that woman felt virtue, or he felt virtue in because the woman had faith. She got what she got for because she approached it right. That's the reason the my woman before Elijah, which was God's representative, she got what she asked because she approached God's gift reverently. That's the reason Martha got what she asked when Lazarus is because she approached God's gift reverently. See? You've got to believe it without faith. Now, if it isn't he, you say, Brother, can you tell me what's wrong with me? No, sir, I cannot. That's right. But if you believe it with all your heart, and I'm not imagining it, but believe it with your heart, God will tell me about it. But now, I don't know what I'm saying. I can hear myself, but I'm in another world. Another. It's, a, it's a sixth sense, or a fourth dimension, if, or whatever it is. It's in the dimension of these pictures and things 22 years in now. we will just it like that for a discussion today. Or the voices that's coming through here. a he's, he's singers singing now. There's people screaming. There's all kinds of things going on. Airways going through here, but you can't get it out. A radio good. There's pictures coming through here. You can not see that. There's no way we can it back. but the television would show them. Now you see, some is studying for television, some is studying for voice, some is studying for something, something else, and they can't help them. It's something. Now the television is, the television is a, is a mute, and so is a radio. Dead dumb mute, unless there's something operating. Then there has to be a sanding station to send forth that way or no matter how much radio you had, it would never make a noise. Is that right? It's absolutely mute. And so would I be, for you to absolutely immune, unless there is the Holy Ghost here to send force, that power of God to do just exactly what Jesus said he would
0: do in any day. See?
1: Now, now it's a gift of God. Now that's what makes me weak Now, for instance, we stand back at the fence against little boys and girls. A few ministers. We're back at the fence again. Now, that's when you're using God's gift. Now, what if God wants you to use you, don't get it. That's no strange for me. I don't have to come under, I just be walking along the street or sitting in the house or, or anywhere else. And God appears to me and he tells me, that don't make me weak, that makes me happy. And now at the fence, the rainmaster or the owner of the carnival comes over to the circus, Said, you want to see the whole thing? I want to show you something. He just gets me to the back of my head. He me up said, see over here? This is what's going to take place here. This giraffe is going to come around through this. This is going, going, here's going to be the whole show. Now, on the platform here, it's just merely your, your faith pulling in that gift. And it you gets your disease. Maybe sometimes vision breaks and tells what all's uh, taking place. But now, when God gives you this, He, he stuff like that. I don't know when it's going to happen. And He showed that if you go to a certain place, you stand there, it'll be just a certain time. I, I'd be in a city 50 or 100 or uh, 2,000 miles away. It'll happen just like this. Like a little boy I raised up in Finland or and uh, over in Switzerland, the, all these things that you see. this four told months and months and sometimes years ahead a time. He'll tell me right where I'll be standing, right where to be. Tell me the whole thing. When I come back out of that, I'm just as happy as I can be. That's God using His gift. God uses His gift, His Whenever he wants to see them, and turns it over to the people to use it as you'll have faith in it. Amen. They are blessing. Amen. Now, that, is that scripture? Amen. That's exactly Bible. So there's nothing to be suspicious about. There's nothing to draw conclusions to say that it was milk to we know we, the devil has an impersonator for ever a real thing in die. That's right. That's right. They always had. It. They had Candace and James, and they had Moses. That's right. They had Simon the sorcerer. They had Philip, who done the yeah. See, they've always had the pro and con. They always will have it till Jesus comes, and then all the nagging will be taken away. That's right. Yeah. Damn, it. that first originated in the Bible. The devil got a hold of it and caused <coughs> separation of families. <coughs> Certainly. All the things that you see, singing, first originated in the praises of God. Now look out here, all the old dirty slander, what she called, bloogie woogie, or ever that kind of nonsense and carry on. I never heard such in my life. A Christian the spirit could listen to such stuff. as that stay right? Amen. See? But what did it do? The devil is singing, sure. But look what it is. Look why it's declaring. Evil and fortune tellers and everything, charging you to dollars and taking your money to go around and do a few things it's about half right and half the others not, and everything like that, and don't declare Christ, it don't speak of resurrection, it don't call sinners to repentance. It's nothing to it but a bunch of nonsense about some dead person, and they're interceding, sure, with the dead that's down underneath the souls that's in prison. That repented not in all the laws down in there. Tell you about some old man that died years ago, that woods is sitting there under that. That's all he knows about. That's all he can see about. That's what the medium speaks of. But the spirit of God speaks of Jesus Christ. He come to Christ in
0: divine nature, and then he has got
1: value to it. So don't be superstitious, my brother. Superstitious, my brother. Be man. Conduct yourself as Christian. Here's some time ago. I'll say this before I take a little minute. Early 1900, one the before the Boer War, the Dutch was bringing the slaves over here, African people, the, the Negroes and selling them down here in the South for slaves. And when the poor Negro was brought from the, his home country and thrown down there in slavery, why, oh my, he'd never go back home again and sail that old wooden ship across the sea and Oh, what a horrible thing he was. Way away, an alien. Uh, they'd feed him with cow and everything else to make him work. He had no like, get up about him. He just, he, he was homesick he, he just had no like, get up about him. One great plantation down there was that one time, where they had over a hundred slaves. All of them were, had to beat him around and everything else, but one young fella kept his shoulders out. He was as gallant as he could be. And boy, as soon as this boss set down, they attacked him to it, done guns work good. And some slave buyers come by one day. He said, well, "I want to ask you something." He said, "What makes that young man like that? Did you make him a boss of the rest them? The owner said, "No." He said, "Well, uh, do you beat him a little better than the rest of them, or give him a better place to sleep?" He said, "No." He said, "Well, what makes him so gallant? What makes him so uh, up and doing? What makes him conduct himself like that?" He said, "Well, sir, I didn't know to just do." That I come to find out that the tribe that he's from, he's the son of the king, and he still realizes that. though he's an alien, and he conducts himself Amen. before his brother as a young, coming king. Amen. God help us! Amen. Let's not be figured about things. Let's conduct ourselves as sons of God. Amen. A daughter of God don't go out there and live in living, fear, jump and paint her face up, and cut her hair off and act like a prostitute. Conduct yourself as daughters of God. You're a daughter of the king. That's right. right. Sons of God go out right here and take the Bible and say all the days of miracles have passed and that, that. All that kind of stuff. Is tenet, they stand up for everything that God says. We may be children and strangers and agents, but we're sons and daughters of the king. Right up your shoulders. and Live like men and women ought to. Live like real Christians.
2: Amen. Over in the book of Isaiah,
1: in the, in the second chapter, we read in the 18th verse, just one little paragraph here, just a, uh, just a few words out of this first verse, just for a little text. And we'll try to be praying for the sick in the next 15 minutes. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. May he add his blessings to his word. Our heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy word. Thy word is truth. And now help us, Lord, as we come tonight to understand. You're the great teacher. Now help us to understand. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, may the Lord bless you real richly tonight as we speak on the word for a few moments. Come, let us reason together. I think that's one of the sweetest verses in the Bible, don't you? Now, Isaiah, this young prophet. In his days, the church had all got away from God and they were offering strange sacrifices and God had told him, uh, how that everything was gone and he was down in the temple one morning as a young fellow, probably in his early forties, Isaiah's prophecy, what he wrote here. He was a major prophet, one of the greatest in the Bible. There's 66 books in the Bible and he's 66 chapters in Isaiah. Isaiah starts off with a generation, uh, in the, I mean in the creation, in the middle of the book, he ends up the Old Testament It brings in the voice of one crying in the wilderness and ends off over in the millennium, where the, the 66th verse, the 66th chapter, of, the, like in the book of Revelations. It's a complete Bible in itself. Isaiah is a prophet of grace. He was the one who really set forth at how the blood of Jesus and how the coming of the just one and how God would cleanse his church and so forth. By his sovereign grace Down in the temple one morning Oh, I like the Tucky's place He was down in prayer one morning And he looked around And he saw a, a cherubim Flying back and forth through the temple They had six wings Two was over their face Two was over their feet And flying with two And they were crying Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty and Isaiah looked up and said Woe is me For I have seen the glory of God And I'm a man of unclean lips, and live among people with unclean lips. And woe is me!" But an angel went over to the the altar where the sacrifices was burning, and took the tongs and took a coal, live hot coal, off the altar, and come and touched his lips and said, "'Now you're clean, and your sins is purged. Now go prophesy.'" Oh, I want to hear him, what he's got to say. And he said, come now, let us reason together. Now, we want to be, now, I'm not going to preach, just talk to you a few minutes. And tomorrow night, if God willing, I want to take a series of subjects for the next few nights. Now, on redemption and where we're redeemed from our sickness and, and by the blood of Christ. Now, reason, there's reasons to all things. Let's just reason together. Come let us reason together, saith the Lord. Wouldn't you like to study the counsel of the Lord and reason? Someone said to me not long ago, said, Brother Branham, I would give anything if I could see a vision. I put my arm around him, a real brother. I said, My beloved brother, every time you open the Bible, you see a vision. God revealing himself. Here is God's vision. Just open it up and open, say, God, now open my eyes that I can see you. The Word is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And here's God, and every time you open the Bible, you see a vision of God speaking forth to you, set with a humble heart. I read it sometimes and get up and run around the chair and scream to the top of my voice and, cry a little bit and sit down and read a little bit more and get up and run around again. I I guess if if the maid or somebody would come by, they'd think they had a maniac shut up in that room there sometimes. But, uh, you know, I like it. No matter what I act like here, I I just feel good. I'm going to another land, see? And I like to hear about it. And you can see a vision any time you look into the Bible. Now, somebody reading God's Word, they limit God's Word. Some people limit it to creeds. Well, oh, this is what God's Word said, our creed that we say in our church. Others, they limit it to education. They send their pastors away and educate them real highly so they can speak fluently and and um, and it's, uh, have a melodious voice of training and how they must say their amen just right. And the people sit out there and to me, it sounds like a dying calf. I, I don't like that. I, I like it if it said, Amen, say Amen. That's all. See? And um, so they. I didn't mean that for a joke. I, I don't believe in that. See, I didn't mean it like that. And you forgive me. And I, but the thing is that uh, people, how they limited God. Some of them limited just to how, how they've walked. That's all. Now, if we can't walk where Joshua walked and where Enoch walked, Don't stand in somebody else's way who's trying to walk there anyhow. Let's just be reasonable about it. If you don't believe it, well, step out of the other fellow's way and let him walk on. If you can only walk as high as your creeds teach, well, then step out of the way and let the next man—don't try to pull him back, let him go on. My, I'd like to walk where Joshua walked, wouldn't you? Oh, I was reading this afternoon, I believe it was, in the Bible, where Joshua, after he crossed and Israel, sanctified themselves and come across the river. After he'd eat some of the old corn, very type of the millennium, and Joshua out strolling one afternoon, looking over the situation where the great battle was to take place, I thought, oh my, that's right. Oh, looking over the situation, just where he knew the battle was. He had moved thus far. God had told him to move across, but he didn't say, take Jericho yet, you see, just move right here. Someone said the other day, he said, Brother Bram, where must I go up here? The next city I was at. At uh, Shawano. He said, the little pastor said, where must I move now? I said, did God move you to Shawano? He said, yes. I said, stay right there till God says move somewhere else then. And you know you're in the will of God. Stay right there until he calls you hence. And, um, and Joshua had moved over and set up the camps of Israel. And one day he took a little stroll and was walking out near the walls of Jericho. And all at once he'd seen a man standing over against the wall. Joshua pulled his sword and run to meet him. And the man pulled his sword and come to meet Joshua. Joshua, he raised his hand and said, Are you for us or are you of our enemy? He said, Nay, I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, my. What happened? That pillar of fire had been made flesh standing here then, a prefigure of the Lord Jesus Christ, the captain of the host of the Lord. Amen. Amen. He said, Now, they got in full armor, and we may not have faith enough to... Take God's word like Joshua did and march around a wall and shout till it fell down. I might not have that kind of faith, but if you've got it, I sure don't want to stand in your way. That's right. I might not have faith like Enoch did to take—or not Enoch, but uh, like Elisha who took his coat off and hit the waters and walked back across the sea after he had received and typed the Holy Ghost, a double potion of the spirit of Elijah. I might not have the faith to do that or throw a of salt in some water and turn it into good water from being bitter. I might not have that kind of faith, you might not have that kind of faith, but if somebody else has got it, don't stand in their way. Let them go on. That's right. These teachers, many times, they like to point people to say, now looky here, you see where that one went too far? He went so far he lost his mind. You've heard them teachers say that. But they fail to say, when they find one person who got a little fanatically and lost his mind by going too far, they fail to point to the tens of hundreds of thousands who lost their mind because they didn't go at all. That's right. They didn't go far enough. Now, let's be reasonable about things. Let's come reason together. We know we got fanatics. We got them here in Chicago. We got them everywhere, but we got some real, genuine Holy Ghost material, too. Let's reason together. Yeah, they'll, they'll sure like to point to the fellow that went too far, that one, but they failed to point to the tens of thousands that lost their mind because they didn't go far enough. Right. That's right. Here some time ago, uh, I was reading an article of somebody who said, I know. Well, uh, I'll tell you another case. I stopped, been getting some apples from an old man down in Indiana, and uh, he's always a nice old fellow, and uh, I was buying some apples from him, and uh, he said, uh, looked out on the, t- the little truck and said, Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. And he looked on there, and he said, uh, huh. He said, uh, oh, Jeffersonville. You live in Jeffersonville? And I said, yes, sir. He said, um, say, do you know that healer up there? And I said, no. I don't believe I do. And he said, um, I said, what healer? And he said, oh, they got a healer up there. And he said, ain't you never heard of him? I said, no. I said, I've heard of a healer, not only at Jeffersonville, but all over the world, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and forever. He said, let's see, this guy's name's Branham or something like that. I said, oh, yeah. I said, I know him. And he said, well, you know what? I think he's the biggest hypocrite in the world. I said, you do?
0: I said, well, I said,
1: I guess that's all right with him. See? I said, everybody don't think that. I said, I'm one that don't think it anyhow. (laughs) he said, um, well, he said, um, you know, said, I know somebody, took old lady so-and-so over here up there. She had arthritis and said, you took her up there and she's prayed for her and she never got any better at all. Not a bit. I asked him, I said, what church you go to? And he told me, I said, I understand. And he said, "Um, well, if you ever see that guy, you tell him, I said, he's a hypocrite. I said, you're telling him right now. (laughs) (laughs) He said, are you human? I said, that's right. <laughs> I said, that is right. So he said, now there you are. Somebody will point to somebody who didn't have faith enough to be healed. When they're ashamed and not rightful enough in their mind to point to the tens of thousands who was healed. Here, not long ago, they had a piece in the paper we a Christian science woman. And if there's a Christian science person here, I have great respect for you. And I have nothing to say against you at all. Only in theology, I am different. I don't believe that diseases are thoughts. I believe they're realities. They're the devil. And they're the devil in forms. And I believe if you're sick, you're really sick. But God is the healer who can heal. And so I'm... But well, that's all right. Whatever you believe, well, that's up to you. But um, this Christian science woman, she had a sick child... Who had appendicitis I believe it was You all have seen it in the paper It's been about 8 or 10 years ago perhaps And she would not have a doctor Now I disagree with that I, I, That's alright I ain't got nothing against doctors and hospitals Because God's a healer Anyhow no matter what they do They can't heal So she wouldn't have the doctor And she said No uh, their baby is going to get well anyhow And the baby died Oh my Did the newspapers pick that up And they scattered it from California to Maine Oh, divine healing is wrong. It's fanaticism. It's heresy. It should be stopped. Looking here, that poor little baby lost its life because a fanatic mother wouldn't have a doctor. And the same time that that paper was still before the public, the doctors killed thousands, and there wasn't nothing said about it. Right. Nice. Amen. Let's be reasonable. If one person is lost, Because they don't have faith for deliverance, trusting the Lord, and then all God's work has to be called fanaticism, if the doctor loses one patient, then it's fanaticism too. Sauce for the goose is for the gander, you know the old saying. So it's just reasonable. Is that right? Now, that is true. No, we—doctors, institutions, ministers—all ought to have arms around one another trying to work for the benefit of human beings.
2: They shouldn't be criticizing each other. They should be loving one another and helping one another. Sure. Now, just think, what if I could go up here to your cemetery tonight, one of your large cemeteries in Chicago, and raise up every person out of the cemetery and say, now, I want everyone that died trusting the Lord to stand over here on this side and everyone that died under medical treatment stand over on this side, which would outweigh Let's be reasonable. Let's come reason together. And now, here's some time ago, this great, uh, I got here tonight, I'm not talking, I'm just that filament Now notice, in here, this, uh, when
1: they find uh, some kind of a serum that'll, that'll help somebody. My,
2: the newspapers publish it everywhere, my, penicillin or something, oh, how they just a flash everywhere, this salt vaccine and so forth. How they
1: flashed it everywhere because they found something that would help people. I salute those people. God bless them. I'm so happy for that. But they'll publish that in every little newspaper throughout the nation. And Almighty God can make the blind to see and the
2: deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. And they'll turn it down and won't put it in the paper. Right. Say it's fanaticism. Right. Come, let us reason together. Be men and women. Is that right? Yes. Sure. And listen, not always. Now, I
1: say this with reverence. I say it as a reasonable thing. We want, we're talking tonight on reasonable, common sense of things. Look, do you know medicine kills just about as many almost as it cures? It don't cure anybody, but it helps. That's right. It just keeps it clean while it aids nature while God does the healing. Look how many people, look when this salt vaccine come out. Look at the thousands of little children that died with that vaccine. They give them children that, they give polio and kill them. Well, then if somebody prays for the sick that die, say, fanaticism. And they give the vaccine and say, glory, hallelujah. Look what it done. My, this great guy discovered this. Is that right? My daddy was killed with a dose of medicine. My own father. A doctor come up to see him. He had something wrong with his heart. He gave him a little tablet. He lived five minutes. We called in another doctor and he said, Well, he, he gave him strychnine. And he went and took that strychnine. It was a half grain of strychnine. He said, I know your dad said his, his heart wouldn't have stood a 40th of a grain of strychnine. But a dose of medicine killed my daddy. A dose of medicine almost killed my boy. Billy Paul. About two years, three years ago, Billy Paul got into a habit, got run around there, and that's the reason I had to send him to Waxahachie to the school, our public school, a bunch of little boys and things, all smoking cigarettes and things, and Billy come up home one day and said, how you getting along, Daddy? I've seen a vision pop over him. I said, come here a minute. Talk to you. He said, what is it, Daddy? I said, what are you doing smoking cigarettes? He said, I'm not. I said, don't you lie to me, Billy. He comes into crying." Well, he said, I, I won't do it no more, Daddy. And he went on out He kept on doing it He wasn't hiding it He can't hide it Oh no, no So And I seen a vision And the Lord showed me That Billy had disobeyed me And had jumped through a window And was going lapping Head over heels Like that Down on through eternity Turning over and over And when I come out of the vision I was screaming to the top of my voice Oh, God Don't take my boy Only boy I have Don't take him, Lord And I was screaming to the top of my voice I told Billy And so Billy that day he went fishing, been hanging down the river a lot. There's a man from India there to see me and some more ministers. And we went down to the new Albany with my wife. She had to go down there to get something and other. And so we went down and I was sitting talking to the ministers and all at once, something said to me, get out of here right quick. I thought that was just my imagination. And I, I said, well, now, brethren, we are fixing to go to India as soon as we possibly can. Something said, get out of here and get to yourself. And I got out of the car and I said, excuse me, brethren, just a minute, I want to go around the corner. I went around there and I looked, nobody's looking. I said, Father, what? He said, go to Billy Paul at once. And I run back real quick and Meta was coming up the street, my wife. I said, hurry, honey, hurry, something's wrong with Billy. And we run, jumped in a car and took out to Jeffersonville about five or six miles. When I went into the yard, my mother-in-law standing in the yard screaming at top of her voice that Billy's dying. Got him in the hospital. So I said, what happened? He said, well, he come up down there and he had a sore throat and he was afraid you'd go to catch him with that sore throat and tell him he was still smoking cigarettes. And he went down and your good friend, the best doctor there is in the nation, one of the best, Dr. Samadair gave him a shot of penicillin. And he swelled up about that big in just about three minutes. And he run up there and they wrapped him in blankets and rushed him to the hospital. And I run out real quick. Here come the doctor down. I like can't talk off his hat. said, Bill, I've killed your boy. And I said, oh, Doc, surely not. And I run into the room, they had oxygen over him and everything and pumping and giving him adrenaline over his heart and his heart going on down and down. I said, could I be with him a moment? And so he just walked out of the room. I knelt down, put my hands up on him. And I said, dear God, please, uh, has my heart been broken enough in my days? Please, Jesus, oh God, give the boy another chance. Don't, Lord, please, I ask you with all my heart as your servant if you'll spare the life of my boy. He's so good to me and helps in the meeting and he's so loyal to me. I need him. God, please don't take him. I, I, asked you know, and I looked and I saw a vision of him falling like that, turning over and over like it was a couple nights before that. When I seen him in a vision, I seen two big arms come out and catch him like this and start bearing him right back up, going right back up like that. I raised up and Billy turned around just as black as he could be in his lips, swell way out. and His eyes turned real red and turned back. He said, Daddy, where are you? Where are you, Daddy? I said, I'm standing right here, honey. It's all over now. Amen. Let me tell you, if it hadn't been for God, a dose of medicine would have killed my boy. (laughs) Nothing bad. Penicillin's helped a many. I'll suffer drug and thing on the battlefront for the boys and things like that. But you have to watch. It's killed hundreds. That's right. But if it'll kill one, what I'm trying to get at is this is my point. If it'll kill one person, it's fanaticism. If praying for the sick and that person dies, then you have to call it fanaticism. And this has to be fanaticism too. Is that right? It's neither fanaticism. It's just the people who uh, it can't reason things out. The people is unreasonable. And our dear American people is the most unreasonable people on them things I've ever seen in all nations in the world. That's right. Very unreasonable. They won't want to listen. They won't sit down and think it out. I don't mean you full gospel people who believe in these things. It's a church. It's my brethren. I have nothing against my Baptist church that I come from, the Presbyterian, Lutheran, whatever they may be. They're my brothers. But so unreasonable is because that uh, denominations has brought up barriers and creeds and so forth. That's cut them off. Some of them men believe. Don't tell me. And they come right to my parsonage and talk to me. Put my arm around me and say, put their arm around me and say, Brother Branham, I'd like you to believe it. But I'd be excommunicated if I did. I said, God bless your heart. You'd be excommunicated here and you'd be brought in up there. I said, you just leave the thing go. I'd rather, it's a meal ticket, brother. I'd rather lay on my stomach and drink branch water and eat soda crackers and preach the truth. And I have fried chicken three times a day and have to compromise. Right. Yes, sir. To have the truth be reasonable. We can prove tonight and across the nation." Thousands, thousands of people that have been in their grave tonight if it hadn't been for Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let us reason together, be reasonable. God does things reasonable and lets us be reasonable. Now, just another comment or two and we'll, we'll stop. Now how does doctors find out about their medicine? The first thing you know, somebody solves around and gets it, they figure it out, find out that it'll work and they write it in a book. Another doctor picks up this medical journal and he said, Well, here, this does so and so, I'll start practicing. That's how they do. They find it out by reading or hearing. So to us, faith cometh by reading or hearing. What I'm doing tonight, and you think these visions and things are so mysterious, I read it out of a book. Hallelujah. And this book is none other than the Bible. And the author of it is not an inventor. He's none other than the creator himself. Amen. Amen. Who promised divine healing. He wrote the book. He inspired it. And it's God's inspired word. I read in here like you do of other doctors who practice medicine and have success. I read where the apostles and prophets saw visions and practiced divine healing and had success. I got it right. This is my medical journal. Amen. Amen. I believe in it with all my heart. And I have success in it, not because it's needy, because I'm following out the instructions of this book. Amen. Hallelujah. When he was here on earth, he practiced what he preached. I like that about him. He practiced what he preached. He didn't need any x-rays. He was the x-ray. He seen what was wrong. He didn't need any x-ray. And he's the same tonight. He didn't need any drugs to stimulate life. He was life. Amen. He didn't need any remedies. He was a cure. Amen. And He's the same tonight. He's raised from the dead and prove it. He is God's x-ray. God looks right down through the stream of time and don't only see the physical in your heart, but He sees the supernatural in your heart. He sees your thoughts. Amen. Jesus perceived their thoughts. Talk about an x-ray. Amen. Hallelujah. He was God's x ray. And he well only was, he is yet. He's God's x ray tonight. He tells you he knows what's wrong with you. He knows all about you. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. And he's a stimulator of life, he's a giver of life. He do not need to give you vitamins, he is the vitamin. Vitamin J-E-S-U-S, the best I know of, only one I care for, amen. J-E-S-U-S, try them sometimes. They're wonderful. Blessings that just fall down, spiritual vitamins. Oh my, how I love them, showers of them, just shower down on you. Certainly, after his resurrection, he proved that he was yet the same great Jehovah, On the road to Emmaus that day as those fellows walked along there, Cleopas and his friends going down to Emmaus. On that trip, that when Jesus got inside the house with them, he'd done something there that all day long they'd walked with him. They didn't know him. But when he got inside and got them settled down, then he did something like he used to do. No one else could do it like that. He did it the way he used to do it. I believe that's more than just a history. It's a parable. Pardon me, brethren, but it's a prophecy. We've walked along today a long time. But it was in the evening time when he done things like he used to. And it's getting late in the day now. It's getting evening time. And Jesus has got to shut in here tonight. He can do things like he used to do it. If he can find the material, that'll let him get shut in with them.
0: Amen.
1: Let's be reasonable because it's evening time. And he's here. Let's speak to him a moment in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, the prophet said it'll be light in the evening time. There was a day the sun rose in the eastern Horizon on the Jewish people and shed forth the Holy Ghost. Great signs and wonders taken place. But stretching forth the hands of the apostles, they brought down powers of God that healed the sick. They saw visions. They did as Jesus bid them to do. Then the sun went down. Not all the way down, but a kind of a day that wasn't either night nor day. It's crossed the nations. Now it's evening time. You're on the western world now. And you promise to shine that same sun. And praise God, the clouds are drifting away. The same sun, the same results that fell on the day of Pentecost is come back again. For he said it would be light in the evening time. And I pray thee, Father, tonight, that as we close off the world on the outside and shut ourselves by faith with Jesus Christ and reason in our hearts, if he has said this, he's eternal. He's omnipresent, mission, omnipotent. And he can do all things because he has risen from the dead. And Father, we pray that you'll let him be manifested here before his children tonight that they might see that this is not fiction And it's been explained by the word of God and the results proves that it's true. And now let us reason, Father. If Jesus Christ, the son of God, the great Jehovah who formed the stars and moons and put them in their firmaments and made all the solar system and made the earth and done all these things, if he is here tonight with us and is bidding us to come to him, why should we be weary? Let us straighten up our shoulders then and, and take God by faith and act like sons and daughters tonight of the living God, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. I'm sorry to keep you over the time that I said I would, but let's just be reasonable, man. Jesus is here. He's raised from the dead.
0: He promised wherever
1: two or three were gathered together in His name, I'll be in their midst. Did He say that? Amen. So visions is not so fiction, after all, is it? Amen. It's just real. It's just God. There's no need of being suspicious. Now, I've been very careful of this, friend. Sometimes when you go to see things manifested like that, you've heard me never, as far as speaking, I'd say, God made me his prophet. I've heard people say on tape, they picked it up when the inspiration on, but that was him speaking, not me. See, it's better for him to tell you that than for me to tell you that. See? The more you can believe him, you've got a right to doubt me. But, see, I've, I've kind of shunned those things. I've kept away from people because of… I, I, I don't like any… Um, somebody say, oh, Brother Branham, this, that… It, 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 don't even put me into it. See? It's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. See? Just look to him. Some people say, oh, if, if, I, if I could just go and get up on a platform, he'd pray for me. That don't have much to do with it. It's not touching me, it's touching him. See? You just put your faith there and touch him and feel if something don't move back down into your heart and say, yes, now it's over. Here's some time ago, while we're quieting down just a moment. I was having a meeting in a place and they had a, a room for the maniacs and the, the psychopathic cases. Now I went into the room, I shall never forget it, after the brethren to take me in there. I walked into the room and there was uh, all people in straight jackets and carrying on. A very famous minister was there that night who has an international broadcast. I wouldn't call his name, he might not even appreciate it. He belonged to a different denomination of church than this. And so he, um, he was there at the place and this, uh, walked in and there was a lovely young woman sitting there and she said, uh, how do you do? Brother Branham, and I said, how do you do? I said, well, uh," and there's someone sitting there with her, an aged man. And he said, Brother Branham, will you minister to my daughter first? And I said, who is she? He said, here. I said, you? I said, what are you doing in this psychopathic place? She said, I suppose I belong in here. And I said, well, what's the matter, sister? She said, I would like to know, Brother Branham. I said, well, you don't act like a mental case to me. She said, well, I'll give you my story. Would it be all right? And I said, yes, ma'am. And a very lovely woman Looked to be about 23, 24 years old Looked like I'd make a queen to any man's heart Very neatly, nicely dressed, clean looking person And she said to me She said, well, Brother Branham I was raised up in good home This is my father And um, she said, I was raised a Catholic And she said, uh, I was uh, taught to do right She said, but when I was a girl, she said, I got out with a boy that drank and said, I started drinking and smoking cigarettes and so forth. And said, I become a perpetual drunkard. There's a little lady here somewhere that usually takes recording somewhere. It's in here. She wrote me a letter the other day. A little lady was healed of that right down here at the, the Hammond. Lovely little person. There she is now, a complete alcoholic. And you go to a bowery up there and ask any doctor if a complete alcoholic can ever be cured by any medicine. I tell you, they got all these uh, alcohol synonymous, Now I've got dozens of them to go in there. They come right back out in a year or two. They're drinking like they ever was. But there's a girl perfectly delivered by Jesus Christ. That's right. Let's reason things together. See, what doctors could not do. And, um, this, um, I quit talking about her uh, saying lovely things, and now she's sitting here. See, so, uh, anyhow, this, this young lady, She said, and I started drinking, and said that led into prostitution. And she said, then I was sent up to the good shepherd's home. I spent a time there, and said, of course, I was all right there, and said, and as soon as I come back out, said it wasn't up just a little bit, said I started drinking again, and prostitution set in again. And um, said, I'm just an alcoholic, and I can't help it. Said I went to the synonymous, and got a treatment of that, and stayed in there for a while, and said it didn't do me one bit of good. When I smelt whiskey, I was ready to drink again. And she said, then the next thing happened, said they sent me to the woman's prison after I got 21 and I served a year and something up there. And said, when I come back out, I just start drinking again. Said somebody told me to change churches, that I should become uh, a Christian in the Protestant church. And she said, that I did. She said, and it didn't do me a bit of good. Said, I still drink just the same. She said, I accepted Christ as my personal Savior, but it didn't do me one bit of good. She, and I said, I want to ask you something. I said, sister... Down in your heart You never did want to do that She said no sir I never did I said, I said something drives you to it I said yes sir I said it's the devil And she said I said it may be old fashioned But it's the devil And she said I've always believed it Mr. Branham And I said uh, She said would you advise me To join your church I said I have none to join But I said I want you to go To the same church that I go She said I'll be glad to do that I said how do I do it I said I get down on your knees And so she got down on her knees And I said Now you really get sincere with God And pray Well I listened to her Prayed She raised up And she promised God She'd never drink If he'd help her Got back up And she walked over I sat down and listened to her Kept my head down She walked over And shook my hand She said Brother Bram, I'm sure going out to Make a start I said Sister dear It isn't over That's right It isn't over And she said Well I'm going to do The very best I can I said that's right But it isn't over She said well what must I do I said let's pray again We got down there And she started praying She got crying I laid my hands over her arm I said dear God This poor mortal here Bound with this devil And this circumstances here Look where she's at She don't want to do that Satan come out of her In the name of Jesus Christ In a few moments She raised up Kept on praying She stopped all at once About two minutes after that And raised up And looked at me In those great big black eyes And the tears running down She said brother Branham Something's happened. She said, I said, Now it's over, sister. Now it's over. About two years later, I met her on the street. She, I was going in to pay the electric light bill in my hometown, and this girl hollered me. She said, Brother Branham said, I was trying to inquire where he was at. Said, This is my husband. This is my baby. Said I've never craved whiskey from that day since I'm delivered. See, friends, it isn't intellectual, it has to come from down here. Right, something has to happen here. God bless you. May it happen down there tonight. May the true and living God who's here get out of your mind and get into your heart. Say, Oh, Jesus, yes, it's reasonable. If you're here and can make these others be well, you can make me well too. And I now accept it. And just keep saying it into your heart till after a while something anchors down there. And you know you're healed just as well as you know that shirt's white. It's over then. That's right. You'll raise over to your neighbor and say, Something happened. Yes, sir. It'll be over. That's right. God bless you.
2: Billy Paul, where are you? Don't always get right behind me. All right. Let's begin from number one, then. K, number one. We'll stand up a few. Who has K, number one? Raise up your hand. Did you say K?
1: May the Lord add his blessings now. Now, we'll just take a... I'm so sorry to be late like this. Maybe tomorrow night I'll just come down and line up the people. Now, you that's got prayer cards, hold on to them because we're going to pray for you anyhow. See? We're going to bring you right here and pray for you. God will. And I'm going to see if the Lord will bless in some other way that I'm asking him to do. You'll pray for me, won't you, Frank? See? Oh, how I'd feel if I could just get out of here. See? It's that strain now. Now, what if the patient stand? Sure hasn't got a bit of faith? And the people say, "Uh uh-huh. I I thought he knows those things. I thought Christ told him. See? There you are. Now, how many of you out there that wants to be healed tonight? Raise your hands. Let's see. They ain't going to be called to the platform. do not you look this way and believe. Have faith. How many of you don't have prayer cards? I meant to say. Let's see you raise your hands now. Now, if I call you without a prayer card, if you you got a prayer card, you get the platform anyhow. I want those who answer or don't have a prayer card. Of course, I, I can't tell here. I just have to follow the way the angel of the Lord leads me or takes me to go, and I just follow that. And now it's your faith that does it. Now, how many that understands what I mean? But standing on your toes, peeping through. Now, I like this person stand here and say, "Well, what's wrong with this person?" I speak to him just a moment. I have a way of doing it. Of course, that's between me and God. See. And then I, I go to meet the Holy Spirit, yield myself to Him perfectly, watch what He's saying, I feel the spirit of the person move, I see maybe it's a it's a believer, then it's going to be all right. I can talk to that person because they're a believer. If somebody short, Brother Woods, you can't... No, everything's on. all right. Uh, then if you... Um, then you see, then I move up as it was, strain, see. I go in. I say, it's got a... Cancer. My, when that leaves me, right then it's worse than preaching two hours. And maybe that do not do it. I look back at the patient. They're they're way down here yet when they ought to be up here. See, the only thing that does is to bring faith up. Only way that anybody can be healed, divine healing, is by faith. Is that right? Only way you can be saved is by faith. Not by going and doing something. You've got to have faith, not by works, by faith. See? And um, now here's a person saying, "You maybe have cancer." And I I'll look, they will say, "Now nah, I know you don't know me, cause I never seen him." Well, the Lord will say, "That person's got cancer." Well, that might shake him a little, but it still hasn't done it. Then directly you hit another and say, "Well, that's got the, you have so and so." Well, that may raise, well, I, yeah, that he, he must be right. See, and then time you stay there a long time with that one to get them up to where the place is to where they really accept. Now that don't mean they're healed. That means that that life that's on them is dead. Gone, the, the life that's in the cancer has gone out. It might come back again time you get down there. But when you hear it move on them tapes there and over here, because we look at the recorders, we hear everything that says, see. And when you hear it say, Thus saith the Lord, then a vision moves back. That's not me. I don't go into that. He takes me into that himself. And a vision comes back. And then what it does, I see way down the line what he said to do. Then it tells them just about it. But now here, it's off of them right now. And they'll go off feeling fine, wonderful, if they keep feeling that way. I've never in my life prayed for a person yet and really got sincere about it. But what something happened then. Now think of that. I have never in my life sincerely asked God for one thing. I've been preaching for 23 years now and I've never asked God for anything in my life that He did not give me or either tell me why He couldn't give me. That's right. He's God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just love him with all my heart. This seems to me like, a, I may seem like a fanatic to some of you all, but i tell you, sometimes it's like something just strikes my heart and just looks like it'll swell out of me when I think of him. Here he is. He's right here. Amen. That angel of God standing not two foot from where I am right now, Hallelujah. standing right here. If you could only feel, always to my right. I forgot to leave those pictures last night so that you could see them, how that... Comes in on the right And goes out to the right On the picture Now the Lord Be graciously to you I'll hurry And pray for just Now I'll ask you something In my beloved Brother and sister And Brother Woods And you all here It's helping Or where's Billy Everywhere it is You, you Brother Bo say You watch Don't uh, uh, Don't let me stay too long See cause I want to Finish out the week And now you um Uh, Just sit real still for a few minutes. Will you do that for me? Just sit still and be reverent and pray, and just pray for me. Now, I won't take very long. they will let you out just in a few minutes. All right. um, uh, Where'd Billy Paul go? Oh, it's Brother Woods, yes, okay. Um, uh, People reason on a platform, I know Billy's spirit. I know everything's wrong with him. And when the anointing strikes me, I can feel things coming to me, and I, I, I feel for Billy. Where he's at, see? I can't find him. He's been with me. I packed him on my arm and kept his bottle in here when an no mother, you know, and I had to be mother. Daddy, we couldn't afford to keep a far all night. You know how I kept his little bottle warm? I put it under my pillow, under my head, keep it warm. Then when he'd wake up at night, his mother dead, you know, I'd give him his little, had a Coke bottle with a little, uh, a little nipple over the top of it so it, he could uh, nurse it at night time. Oh, we've had a hard time, but we stuck together and God's been good to us. I hope he makes a minister. All right. God bless you, lady. Now, uh, sister, I suppose you, you and I are strangers to one another, are we? Uh, you don't speak English? Oh, yeah. oh, you speak English. All right. That's good. Just as long as you can speak English. Now, I, I just want to talk to you just a moment or two, and um, I don't know you, and Jesus knows you If you—probably, was you born in Sweden? Oh, we were born many miles apart then wasn't yet. Well, I would say to you then, um, uh, you come from a good country, a very nice country, Sweden. You know Brother Petrus? Brother Louis Petrus? Yeah. He's a fine man, isn't he? I love him. He's a very dear man. Such a fine man. Now, you know I'm talking to you for some reason. am I? I say I'm talking to you for some reason Because I'm getting you quiet See I want you to be quiet So you, you're a little bit nervous Upset just now, <laughs> yes, now That's why I'm talking to you the way I want you to be calm and quiet So you can receive benefit of being here see? And um, Now uh, not knowing Nothing about you And this is our first time meeting in life If Jesus will tell me What you come up here to ask him about, you come up, not to see Brother Branham, you come up to see the Lord Jesus, and now you believe that that I'm just like this microphone, see, this microphone can't speak unless something speaks to it, see, it's just a piece of metal. Got to have a sound here to hit it first before it'll echo, see, before it'll carry out. Now that's the way I am, I'm just like the microphone, see. Now there has to be some real intelligence behind here. Something that knows you and knows all about you and knows what you're here for, to speak through these lips to say that. Isn't that right? Now, the audience, please, that don't you, audience? Because hmm? we don't know each other. But he can tell me. Then you believe him. One thing that you have come to be prayed for is your eyes. Your eyes is what. Of course, you're wearing glasses and so forth because your, your eyes are not well. And I see you in your home and so forth, why it bothers you so much, in your home, then there is something else that's wrong with you, and that is, it's in your stomach, you got stomach trouble, and it's very bad, you got a, a leak in your stomach, and there's a, a growth there, some sort of a growth in your stomach, and now I see you in a, you're not from here, you come from somewhere else. Yeah, it's a wheat country, up in Minnesota, you come here to be prayed for. That's right. You believe now? Yeah. Then you can go back to Minnesota and be well, Jesus Christ, heal this in Jesus Amen. Amen. Let us come and be reasonable, all right, have faith in God, sister, as you come. I'm not never seeing you in my life and never knowing you as far as I know. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, knows both of us, doesn't he? You're aware that something's here, aren't you? If that's right, if you have a feeling, just like something real sweet about it, would you just raise up your hand to the public as they'd see? That is right. It's that light that you see in this picture. It's the Lord Jesus. Now we are strange to each other. You look like a very healthy woman to look at you. But I see you moving away from me. And I see something going on. It's right under your ribs on your right side. It's a, it's a, a bladder, a gallbladder trouble. And I see that in there it shows that your, 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 your liver is all, you've got a, a growth on your liver that's even pushing out. Making a, a push place. And you're in a serious condition. Thus saith the Holy Spirit that are true. You believe now? Dear Heavenly Father, knowing that this woman is walking in the shadows of death, but now standing in the shadow of life and light, Oh God, may the darkness be turned back, and light shine in, and may she live, in Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Now, go believing, rejoicing. It's made you awful nervous, your trouble. So don't worry. Now, go be happy and get well. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God, our Lord Jesus. He he raised from the dead. He lives forevermore.
2: He never can fail. He's omnipresent, almighty. Oh, he's everything.
1: How I love him. How wonderful he is. If thou canst believe, said the master, all things are possible. Sister Downey, I I won't speak to you now because I know you're sitting there, but you're studying about your mother there, you see. So you're praying about her. I caught it then. But just don't fear now. I believe everything's gonna be all right. See, I I know you, so that's the reason I seen you appear up and I've seen your mother and seen you coming. So I, I happened to recognize it in the vision. It was you. There was someone else pulling from this side of but it and it was both in the chest and the side it's this woman sitting here with gallbladder trouble, sitting right on the end there. And um, if she believes yes, lady, it's you, that's right. Stand up on your feet just a moment. Now go and get well. The lady at the there. God bless you too, sister. If you had gallbladder trouble, you believe it also. There's a lady there, I seen the vision right there. She had the coat on. May the Lord bless. Don't we love Him? Yes. How wonderful our Lord Jesus is. He's just so real. Now, if you just could realize that that's Him, see, that's the all omnipotent God. I see a lady. I'm just going to look at her a minute because she's got her head bowed, her eyes is closed. She's got a red-looking dress or a pocketbook or something. She's gray-headed. She's praying. She's sitting right here on the road. She's trying her best to contact the Lord Jesus because she knows she can't get to this platform. Do you believe me to be his servant, sister, the gray-headed lady sitting right here is praying so hard? you believe? You want to get over the heart trouble and believe that God's going to make you well? You believe it? All right. It turns all light around you now. I believe he's heard your prayer. I go. God bless you. Oh, he's so real if you can just believe him. Oh, how wonderful. Sister, you would heal that nervous trouble and everything, he left you a while ago, and I stand there, so you can just go on a whole just rejoicing, saying thank you to your Lord, and you're going to be well. Okay. Let's say thanks be to God. Oh, I love Him. He's so real. All right, the uh, patient. How do you do, Sister? You believe? All right. I believe you do, too. We're strangers to each other. All right. I'm so happy to know it we I'm glad to know you now, but I'm happy that we are strangers to one another. Then I don't know what's wrong with you, you know that. I have no idea, but God does. He knows what you're here for. And he can he can tell me, and if he'll tell me, will you believe then? Just have faith and be real reverent just a few minutes now. Don't doubt. Just have all kinds of faith. <laughs> lady, it raised up your hand a few moments ago. You're so interested in getting healed, When This lady is healed next to you. See? You was, uh, Because you had high blood pressure and you want to get over it so bad, you see. That's right. But I, I believe it's over now. I was just waiting for I told you. Just have faith in God. That's right. Little lady sitting out there, a weeping, kind of heavy set, looking towards me now. There's the angel Lord standing right over. Can't you see that, audience? Look, standing right here. Did you see that light? Right, hanging here. Now, the woman there, I can't heal her, but she has a gallbladder trouble. It, if she wants to be healed now, That's right isn't it And if you believe You can be healed
0: Alright sir God bless you
1: The man sitting right over From you there The hardening of the arteries He wants to get well too He, he thinks that God Would heal him Don't you sir You believe that he did it then I want to ask you something Just when I was talking To the woman And she missed her healing And it went over to you Just then In sovereign grace when it went over you, a real strange feeling swept you then, didn't you? Because you wondered why that woman didn't raise up, didn't you? She, she missed it because the angel was leaving her and going to you. Isn't that right? If it is, wave your hand. Real funny thing. That's right. It ended with you then, brother. Your faith got the vision. Amen. Isn't he wonderful? Oh, my. Nothing like our Lord Jesus. Thank Lord. Just have faith. All right. You believe with all your heart? Mm-hmm. I have to talk to you because it's—here yeah, it is. You're here for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's not for yourself, I see it now, it's, it's, a, it's a young man, That's right. and that young man's in a hospital, and he's wearing some kind of a uniform. It looks like it's an it's a Air Force uniform. He's, he's in the Air Force, and he's had his neck or something hurt broken, broke and you're here interested in that young man. That's thus saith the Lord. <laughs> the handkerchief that you have on your head uh-huh. go take that handkerchief and send it to him. Say <laughs> it on him. Have faith in God. The boy will come out of him. And Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. All right, thank you. you believe? We are strangers one to the other, but not strangers to Christ. That thin fellow sitting around on the end of the row there with heart trouble. <clears throat> yes, you believe, sir? Got something wrong in your lungs too? You believe that Jesus Christ will make you well? I seen you standing here on the platform. And I followed you back out to your seat. There you are, sitting there praying. You believe He heals you? And you can have what you ask for. God Thank bless you. you Go and be made well. Oh, isn't he wonderful? The lady's a stranger to me. i never seen her in my life. We're total strangers to each other. Are we, lady? We certainly are. And here we are. I believe a while ago when I was preaching, some time ago this afternoon or two, here at the service tonight I was talking something about the colored people how the young slave conducted himself because he was a he was a he was a son of a king we should conduct ourselves also that way me being a stranger to you and you a stranger to me us standing here together not knowing each other you a colored woman me a white man yet both of us in love with the Lord Jesus, He died to save us both, take us to the same heaven. Someday it'll all be over, sister. We'll never stand and pray for each other no more. Jesus will come. That's who we love. And that's who I'm trying to say to the people that's here. You're suffering, I see, trying to get out of a bed, and you can't hardly do it. You got arthritis. That's right. The visions are moving now. You couldn't hide your life. You also are moving away from a table, especially from greasy foods and so forth. You have a stomach trouble. That is right. And you have—you're very nervous. really extremely nervous. And sometimes that you think you're just about to go to leave, lose your mind. And that's what's making your stomach trouble because it throws your stomach into a spasm. You have uh, like dyspepsia. The stuff comes up well, as you eat into your mouth. And say you you're not from here. You live by a, a great river where it runs. And I see you going down Fourth Street in Louisville. You're from Louisville, Kentucky. You are. Yes, sir. Your name is Albert. your last name is Lee. Isn't that right? Now, your nervousness is gone. Isn't that right? And you're healed. You can go home now and be well.
2: In the Jesus' name? Let's say praise be to the living God. Do you believe?
1: Have faith. Reasonable, friends. Jesus Christ is here. Lady, you want to go to that female trouble? Raise up your hand and say, I accept Jesus. Amen. Go believing with all your heart and you'll get over it. You love him with all your heart? Amen. Believe him, man, with all your heart. God can heal your eyes, make you well. You believe that, don't you? Sure. Go on, believe him. Say, I trust you, Lord. He don't want you to be blind. He wants you to want you to see in all, everything. Just believe him with all your heart now. Go and be made well. Sister, a shadow of death called cancer, but God is omnipotent. Do you believe that? He can kill that cancer as dead as it can be right now. Do you believe it?
2: Amen. I condemn the thing in the name of Jesus Christ. May come out of the woman.
1: Amen. Go believing now with all your heart. Saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. God can heal heart trouble, anything else. He can make it all well. Do you believe that, young lady? Raise up your hand. Say, I oh, thank you. It's a nervous condition. He brings that on to you. Go believing now and you'll get well and not have it anymore. In the name of
2: Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: What's arthritis to our God? He can make you well. Don't you believe that? Step across, you like a young lady in the name of the Lord Jesus, and go and be made be made whole. Amen. You believe, Mother? Ah, oh, oh. uh, anointing is getting so heavy in the audience, and I'm getting so weak I can hardly stand here. But the, I see something like a colon trouble with a person sitting right in here, a colon, moving, and, uh, yes, uh, lady, I, you believe with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, I see a great clinic, like a Mayo Brothers clinic. Have you been to Mayo Brothers at the clinic or some kind of a clinic there that it moved and I see a, like a big steeple like, you believe with all your heart that Jesus will make you well? Do you do it, lady? Then you stand up and receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Billy, is this your next patient? Have faith. You believe? What if I told you you were healed now? Would you accept it? Would you? Then go off the platform saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. And you'll never have to take that uh, insulin or nothing. Jesus Christ will make you well if you believe it. Amen. Let's say praise be to God. Oh, my. Now, over the audience. Now, what a lot of time. How blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. If I found grace in your heart tonight to tell you the truth for the Almighty God's Bible and the vindication of the of Jesus Christ, you'll heal every person in here that has done it. You can believe it. Are you the patient lady? You believe with all your heart? You believe Jesus Will make you well If I tell you What's wrong with you And you know us Strangers one to the other Will you accept it You're suffering From an accident You fell down And kind of tore yourself Loose on the inside And things go and, to the lady behind you It's a vision Coming back there Saying here's the lady Right here That's right Do you believe lady With all your heart God bless you Go in there Your faith really Makes you whole Let's say praise the Lord Hallelujah Hallelujah He's standing here Do you believe Raise up right quick Now and accept him Right with your Raise your hands up To him right now Now while we pray Oh, God, Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, pour out thy blessings, Lord, upon this audience at this time, standing present, omnipotent. Oh, God, have mercy upon this audience and heal every one of them. Grant it, Lord, to Jesus, the Son of God, I ask it. Now, with your hands up in the air, put your hands up, everybody now, have your hands up and do what I tell you to do. Now repeat this towards every, Lord, I believe, Satan, you are defeated. I'm healed in Jesus' name.
0: Give him praise now and you can have what you ask for.